The NRL Integrity Unit is investigating a nightclub brawl allegedly involving Canberra player Curtis Scott. A bizarre set of circumstances at the Bulldogs this afternoon. Now, player Lachlan Lewis has been accused of stealing club property, attempting to offload it online. A set of speakers worth a couple of hundred dollars. This is a farce. You're playing a school for fools, Justin. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? I don't know what it was. Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith and Chris Lewis have all been suspended for one match and fined based on their salary. I don't know what it was. Warriors fullback Reese Walsh has been suspended for two matches and fined $5,000 after he was caught with cocaine on the Gold Coast. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? What was it? Sugar? Candy? Peter, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what it was. It is a massive welcome to the Dummy M Podcast. I am B-Row, and sitting opposite me is my co-host, T-Dog. Mate, how has your week been? Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, we're, what, six days away from Origin. I always get excited this time of year. Mm, mm. So very much looking forward to that. A bit of a quieter weekend on the NRL front with only the four games. Yep, yep. So I'm actually probably going to have to spend some time with the family. Okay. Yes, yes, but I legitimately do obviously enjoy that. Week's been good. Uh, nothing I don't think unusual has mm-hmm. happened, so nothing worth mentioning. <laughs> well, of course, your team won, my team won, yeah. and we will get into that when yes, we have a bit of a wrap-up of round 12. However, on the show today, very lucky we are joined by stand-up comedian Stephanie Broadbridge. Now, she has been on the joke-off before, and she just hit it out of the park. Very funny lady. So we're going to be catching up with her about her. Uh, she's just finished a whole festival run, so she's going to tell us all about that, and apparently done a degree in jazz. So some interesting things in her background, and we're going to hear all about it today. And speaking of origin, mm-hmm. just around the corner, we've got commentator extraordinaire Bob Warren joining us today. Yep, absolutely. He's yeah. going to talk all things origin. Excellent. And, well, I mean, I guess the rest of the show, we are going to cover origin. We are going to get into all the dumb stuff that the players have been up to for the Dummy M. But why don't we start today with the round 12 roundup, I guess. Yes. What happened in that round other than the Eels winning in the uh, final game? We'll get to that. You didn't even get a chance to watch it, did you? No, I did. Oh, you I, did? I did. I So I went away with the Army yes. uh, with... Thirty-one forty-two. I was up there cooking for them, and we actually got away really early. So oh, we nice. sort of left about nine-ish, and we were driving into Gladstone, and it was about quarter past three, and the game's at four o five. And I said to the corporal, "I said, oh, I might, I might actually get in, get home in time for the game." And he was like, "Oh, oh you want to get out of here? Oh, okay. I tell you what, I'll drop you at the base, then I'll go and fill up. No worries." And I hadn't realised, you know, that he wanted me to stick around for that. Yeah. And I was like, sure. He's like, yeah. So I actually got home just in time, turned it on. Because I am I do another podcast, the Parramatta's podcast, and I'm in a chat with Bernie, Jono, and Bernie's partner, Nick. And if I don't catch it in real time, there's just no way I can that, shut down that chat. Yeah. And so I want to watch it live. So, no, I did get the chance. And, yeah, it was a, it was a good win. I, I quite enjoyed the game. Mm. Uh, it was That first half was just cracking. Oh, I point. Point, point, back and forth. It was so good. And the turning point of the game for me is when the Raiders broke down field, got a penalty and took a conversion to be yep. four in front rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. go for the try. Yeah. But the one thing that's really stood out for me in the past week regarding the Eels and now the Blues is how all the commentators are really focusing on saying Junior Paolo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. become really – I really noticed it even with Brad Fittler the other day. Like yeah. he really had to sort of – you could see him – Pausing and thinking and going, Paolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still struggle with it. And I'm yeah. an Eels fan. You know, the, the weird thing about that is, is he's a monster. Like, yeah. so on the first mispronunciation, all he had to do to the skinny white guy commentator was go, that's not how you say my that's name. That's right, I know. And everyone would have fallen into line. But how polite is he to wait 178 games to re- 
you hear that about Polynesians, don't you? They're yeah. just very, very generally like like they're all massive human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to manners, yeah, uh, the rest of the round threw up some really interesting results. Mm-hmm. And the one I was most intrigued by was the Panthers and Cowboys. Yeah, I was actually thinking the Cowboys would do better than they did. Yeah, which was so it was zero it was it was one v three. Yep, and twenty two nil to the Panthers. Mm. And I just I don't know what you take away from that game. Do you take away that once again the Panthers are just a machine and turn it on? Do you take away the fact that maybe the Cowboys where they're sitting is a bit overinflated? Was it a bad night? I mean, there's so many combinations mm. and permutations that come out of that. But twenty two nil. Yeah, there's no way I could have seen that coming. And then, of course, my Broncos played the following night yep, yep. against the Titans in one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. Why? It was just weird. Well, obviously in the lead-up, Adam Reynolds was out. So that automatically reduces the Broncos, well, I think, their scoring ability. Yeah, by 50%. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so maybe this game might be a little bit tighter than I was thinking. Yep. And then it started, and it's as if the Broncos didn't show up. Mm. And the Titans were on fire, too. Yeah, like, yeah, I've got to yeah. give them credit. And uh, like there was one stage where the Broncos were playing against eleven men, and they still couldn't score. Like yeah. they they managed to score a try mm. right out on the edge against eleven men. I'm just thinking, well, this is not our night. It was twenty four four at half time, and I thought, oh, do I stay up and watch it? Mm. Yeah, but I thought, no, I will. I'll stay up and watch it. And then they scored thirty one unanswered points. Yeah, wow. In the second half, and it was just it was just weird. And what summed up the Titans? I really like plays that are just out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. Really creative play. So Jermaine Osako's gone for this short kickoff. Yep. They're ahead by 14. They're not the team chasing points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's tried something different, and it has failed miserably. And it often does. It's it's a 50-50 gamble, the old short kickoff. But if it comes off and they score off that play, everyone will be saying, genius. clever, yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah, Why don't yeah. more teams do it? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he took the – he didn't need – they didn't, didn't need to, but yeah, it just yeah, showed yeah. where the Titans were at at that stage. So, yeah, that was um, – Always good to see the Broncos win, especially without Reynolds. Can we can we stick with the Broncos? Because I want to talk about Payne Haas. Obviously, yeah, okay, yeah. Obviously, there was a big kerfuffle that he wants more money. He was talking about being released. And the crowd let him have it, apparently. Mate. And he actually admitted after the game he was rattled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I think the Broncos have looked after Payne Haas really well. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. He's performed very well for yeah, them yeah, in yeah, the yeah, down yeah. times as well. So it does go yeah, a little bit yeah. both ways. but. Yep. He was he signed a contract. Clubs don't seem to pick up bargains anymore. Yeah. If you get a good contract as a club, yep. and the player starts thinking they're worth more, and the club doesn't want to give it to them, what do they do? They yeah. start kicking stones. Yeah, they yeah, ask yeah, for yeah. a release. Yeah. Unhappy, you know all that kind of stuff. The so ben Simmons. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, exactly mm. right. So, so Payne Haas has already once asked for a contract upgrade, mm. and the Broncos gave it to him. Yeah. Right. So he's now gone and asked for another one. Yeah. Wow. They've gone. No. No. Yeah. You know, this is the contract you're on. We've already given you one. Yeah. We've looked after you off the field because we're a fair, you know, aware of some of his indiscretions off field. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's gone, well, if I'm not going to get it, I want an immediate release. Yeah, wow. And that just it shook the rugby league world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, they've got some really clever people at Broncos now. Ben Iken being one of them. Mm. He is so, I'm so glad he's at the club. Mm. So uh, he's obviously ended up sitting down with pain. And now he's done a backflip. So here we are, several days later, he's like, no, no, I, I, I don't want immediate release. Mm. I'm, I'm going to wait till the end of the year. But he's still yeah, got right. a further two years to go. He's still got 23 and 24 yeah, to run. So yeah, wow. is he just delaying or are we just delaying the inevitable or is mm. he going to see his contract out? But what I found funny is that Payne's like, initially, it's not about money. And then he's like, 
no, I want to go to a top four team that'll win a premiership because I don't want to be 35 and look back and say I never won a premiership. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's sort of a bit of a shot against the boys that he's playing with at the moment because yeah, yeah, the Broncos yeah. are actually doing okay. I'm not going to say yeah. they're going to win, but they're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he's come back after that and he said, no, no, I'm trying to look after my daughter who's he's got a really, really young daughter, set up yeah. her future. Well, yeah. then it is about money. Yeah. It's just a weird, weird situation. But I can tell you this. If he wants to go play for a top four team, the Broncos are currently top four. But if we're talking long-term top four, mm. they're not going to pay him a million dollars. Not one of them, to yeah, those yeah. teams, your Storm, your Panthers, your Roosters, Eels, they're not going to pay a million bucks for a forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although, let's give credit where credit's due because, as you said, he has been good and Adam Reynolds has been a massive addition so it's just so good to see in the period of origin that two Blues players are doing well for the Broncos. Well, believe it or not, after getting a third hand that she put to good use this week, J-Dub has found the time to actually report on sports for us. And here she is with her sports roundup. Sports, 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 sports. G'day, fellas. Welcome back to the Dummy M News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. Starting off with Rugby League this week where Ray Rabs Warren has retired from calling any more Rugby League games. This man had superior knowledge of the game. He was the most recognisable voice in all of Rugby League. He was across every single rule change, but he is also the only bloke who could always get every single Polynesian player's surname correct. Rabs, we salute you. Thank you for being such a bloody good bloke. Over to Rugby Union now where Israel Folau has been named in the Tongan Rugby World Cup squad. We remember Izzy, he was our Mormon turned born-again Christian turned Instagram religious commentator who once said that drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, idolaters, bingo! Oh, sorry, I thought we were ticking off how many things we've done. Uh, We're all going to burn in hell, blah, blah, blah. Uh, What I love about Izzy is that he decided that the bushfires in Australia were blamed on homosexuals. Now, who's to say that that's not true? Oh, science, that's who's to say that. Good luck, Izzy. What I love is Todai Kefu, uh, the coach of Tonga, uh, has one stipulation, and that is that Izzy isn't allowed on social media. Why didn't someone think of that before? Finishing this week off with the World's Strongest Man competition. It was taken out for the second year in a row by Scotsman Tom Stoltzman. He is 180 kilos and he is six foot eight. The man is a mountain. Let's keep in mind this competition is literally picking up heavy things and putting them down again and dragging a heavy thing away from where it once stood. It's very important and quite sexually arousing for me. I love that good old Tom came out with a wonderful clanger of, you have to keep your head in the game. You can't overthink these things. Way to go, buddy. I'd hate for you to overthink picking things up and putting them down. Your prize is that you get to hold the giant fist that the boys bought me for our 50th episode. Good luck, Tom. I know you're big, but can you hack it? See you later, fellas. Thanks for another great show. I'm off to use my present from last week with good old Tom from the World's Strongest Man competition. See ya. The Dummy M. They've got heads for the game and heads for podcasting. Well, you know, this lady from the joke off, she went up against Bob Warren and put a bit of a pantsing on him at the same time. So she did really well. We have comedian Stephanie Broadbridge on the show once again. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Morning. I'm good. I'm pretending that I'm always awake at this time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is 9.30. Oh, I suppose you're a comedian. Sorry. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I should have known. <laughs> Stephanie, when you were on our show, which would have been a highlight of your career, I'm absolutely, sure that you absolutely. would remember uh, the joke yes. that you, jokes that you made. One of them was that you think that Queensland should be renamed to 
cuss land. So I want to know that, have you actually travelled to Queensland and checked out whether it's fact or fiction? I'm going to be hopefully going in July, so I'm looking forward to telling them that to their face. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you heading to Queensland? Well, I suppose what's bringing you to Queensland and where are you going? Oh, hopefully just to do some gigs, yeah. I haven't got it officially locked in yet, but I'm pretty excited. Ah, yeah, nice. Now, you sound a little bit yeah. cold and fluey there, Stephanie. You're not well. I know. I've been not, I haven't been 100%, but it's not COVID, I swear. That's yeah. okay. Oh, it doesn't bother us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, have you been to Queensland before? I have been to Queensland with my family. So, was that yeah. torture or memorable? <laughs> that was like... Under duress? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the legal definition, That's, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, Stephanie, yep. <laughs> Stephanie, you've just done a whole run of festival shows. So before we get into that, one of the shows you sort of had the title Mum in it, and I, I've only ever seen pictures of you, and I, and I thought you were like 16 or something. So are, are you actually a mother, or was that just part of the, the whole act? I'm not a mum. Uh-huh. Uh, the show was called Hot Chick slash Tired Mum. Ah, okay. Was right. Neither, and then that's what you're not allowed to do <laughs> in the entertainment industry. Ah, okay, uh, okay, fair enough. Reaching out to both uh, sort of that demographic. Yeah, okay. So you said you're neither. Yep. Do you fall in the middle somewhere? Is that is that was that the point? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if that is, that's not really a spectrum, is it? But yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Also, I'm not 16. I'm. I'll be 40 this year. Wow. wow. Okay, there, wow. Oh, okay, well let, well, let me ask you then. I'm I'm approaching 40. I just turned 39 last week, so I'm 40 next year. Do you have anything big planned? Oh, no. I mean, the lie gets bigger, but other than that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get away with looking younger or telling people you're younger than your age? Because I can't. I've... I'm 39 and people think I've looked 39 for about 20 years. So I, I actually can't tell people I'm younger than that. So like under the white lights of the stage, I potentially could get a little bit away with it. And, you know, makeup, Photoshop, all that stuff. But I don't know why you'd want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think you should own your age. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. Yes. But when you're... 21 and people think you're 35 it's a bit it's <laughs> yeah. a bit of a yeah. bit of a hard <laughs> whack <laughs> yeah yeah right i mean i work in childcare during the day as well but like kids think you're old if you tell them that you're 12 yeah so. yes that's right yeah they've got no grasp do they they, they no <laughs> although i think sometimes they soften the blow a little bit i teach high school kids so they're like 16 right. 17 18 and some of their parents are actually younger than me, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So I, they kind of soften the blow. I think they th- they think, oh, actually, you're about my dad's age, so you're not that old. And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then probably two minutes later, they tell me to go and get fucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love kids. Yep. Now, Stephanie, <laughs> what what was life like pre comedy? What were you doing before you got into comedy? Oh, a bit of everything. I was I studied jazz. I was going to be a jazz singer. Oh wow! <laughs> yep, um, and that didn't pan out. And I, I was going to be a, um, a makeup artist for a while, okay. and then I was going to be uh, a copywriter, like at an advertising agency, a graphic designer. Uh, yeah, I, I tried a lot of things before I found comedy. Uh, and when were you diagnosed with ADD? <laughs> Never officially. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I noticed when you were telling us this, Steph, that you laughed quite a bit when you said jazz singer. Is that because yeah. you were so bad at it or have you laughed at it because it was so torturous that <laughs> you've just had to move on? It was just a ridiculous degree. Like, yeah, because even, even if I was good, I can't make money. as a, I mean, I'm saying that. I'm trying to make money as a comedian, so I've learned nothing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who said it's it. It's essentially but some... the same thing as doing a comedy degree, which... I mean, will exist, I'm sure, but hasn't yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I forget who said it, but I, I, I probably the best quote that sort of captures how I feel about jazz is, it feels like six musicians rushing to the end of a song. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. I've yeah, never heard yeah, that yeah. I don't know who said that. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I always yeah. thought about it. Like the trick was to make sure no one in the audience understood what was happening and if you beat them, then you won. <laughs> well, I do know that you actually incorporate guitar and singing into your comedy. So it's paid off in one way, hasn't it? Because obviously having that sort of multifaceted act really benefits you as a comic. Yeah, um, so I do a little bit of musical comedy, but I would say... Across the board, musical comedy is not super popular, especially not with, you know, the uh, the critics. Um, I got a review for my show in Melbourne and one of the comments the reviewer made was that one of the highest compliments he could pay me is that you could barely tell I was a musical comedian at all, practically. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Oh. <laughs> So, I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stephanie, I've got to ask you then, uh, obviously being the opposite sex to us, blokes learn guitars, I think, to pick up chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you learned the guitar to pick up blokes? So I play ukulele, so I don't pick up anyone. Um, <laughs> I think Bobo proved that. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anything, I've lost fans as a result. So, no, um, <laughs> just, just as a, it's just really light and you can carry it on a train. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I knew a comedian who, not for a very long period of time, but he started to take a double bass to gigs, and I think it was probably three car trips, and he went, nah, uh, I'm not doing doing that anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. You should take that quote that the guy from Melbourne said, that should be your poster for your festival show. (laughs) It is. Oh, Oh, there you go, well done. Yeah, Yeah, turn it it around into a positive, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go about, look... Being classroom teachers, we're criticised every five minutes. Yeah, you know, in class, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. told how rubbish we are. Yeah. Um, as a comedian, how do you go reading press? Do you look forward to it? Do you get a laugh out of it? Do you take it on board? Do you get offended by it? Digital criticisms aren't as difficult as in-person ones. I've learned that. Yep. But mostly they're anonymous. The, the really nasty stuff's anonymous. I yeah. wouldn't say I've received any genuine feedback online other than you know kill myself which is difficult to implement yeah yeah. so i I would i don't know how helpful that is to my creative process yeah 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 just tiktok and young boys saying the chick wasn't funny and then you know there's just me there i'm like oh he means he means me yeah 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 Yeah, because i think when he killed himself kirk Cobain really didn't do much after that did he so No, but if TikTok has existed, there could have been a million kids who thought it was their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, and you were talking about coming up to Queensland, coming up for a bit of a tour. Are there any other states or territories that you're also going to be hitting? Mm, not at the moment. Um, 
yeah, probably just Queensland. I'd like to. I was hoping to do, yeah, like a few of the festival, more festivals next year. Mm-hmm. But, okay. you know, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Earlier on, Stephanie, you mentioned that during the day you work at childcare. So when you're gigging, yeah. like if you're coming to Queensland for two or three weeks, how does that work in with your job? It doesn't. So, yeah, I'm very casually hired there. So I'm slowly trying to wean off the day job has been the plan. So Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Most comics have that losing jobs down pat. So I'm, I have confidence in you that you can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard this one, Stephanie, in the profession, but they, I, I've always loved this. That the collective noun for a bunch of comedians is a cunt of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you can catch Stephanie on Facebook. Now, Stephanie, really quickly, are you also still a member of the 10 Comedians lineup? Yes. Okay, awesome. So that's at laughandahalf.com, I believe, is the website? Yep. Okay. Or you can just find me on stephaniebroadbridge.com. Okay. As well, though, you are a podcaster, so why don't you tell us all about that? So I do a podcast with Daniel Towns yep. called Stream Roulette. Okay. And what's that about? So the, basically Netflix has a play something button where it picks a show for you and we let it pick the show and then we have to watch it. And we talk oh, about nice. it on the podcast. Oh, oh, well, okay then. What's the most random thing that you've watched on Netflix that, that this has come to your attention? Uh, we, we had to watch a, like a, a lot of foreign crime thrillers yep. with subtitles. So that's been, yeah, <laughs> work. Oh, okay. okay. I've actually been getting into the Nordic police thrillers. Uh, you know, all the Scandinavians. Really? Yeah, yeah, my, my wife and I quite like that genre. It's one of the few genres that we can actually sort of meet over because she just likes uh, rom-coms and that's it. And I like, yeah, I can handle a rom-com, but I sort of like more violent type stuff. And yeah, so that, as long as it's not too gory, yeah, that's that, that's uh, quite an entertaining watch. Okay. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> and th- th- there's your podcast. <laughs> hey, Daniel, I hated this. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you do throw away that day job, we will definitely get you back for a joke off in the future. Oh, and I think we Great. will have to catch up with you. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously stalk you and see you actually come to Queensland. And if you do, I think we need to touch base again to get a review of Queensland. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hit that Netflix stream button on Queensland. That's right. Daniel, I hated it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, mate, you are a Queenslander and I am a New South Welshman. And, of course, Origin is on next week. And we do have a little bit of a signature bet going on. So what's going to happen is if Queensland wins, my head will be photoshopped onto a Queensland player's head. And if New South Wales win, your head will be photoshopped onto theirs. And that's going to be on Facebook for a week. It's yep. got to stay on for a week. Yep. However, of course, we've got to talk about Origins. So, mate, what are your thoughts? Because I actually think it's going to be pretty tight this year. I think it's um it's a bit neck and neck. I agree with you, uh, Biro. I, after last year, we, we got shellacked in two games. Like, we were just completely yeah. outplayed. And I think New South Wales turned up the third one thinking it would just happen, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah, by two points. I just want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that they just thought more of the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll yeah. beat them by 30, 40, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So after that result, I was thinking to myself, well, I don't know how it's going to get better for Queensland. Now, mm. granted, New South Wales have had a couple of injuries, which yeah. I think has helped. But they've also had made some interesting selection choices, and none bigger than... The Addo Carr one. Yep. So leaving him out. 
But if I if I go back and say I'm really happy with the Queensland team, I don't know if anyone can consider themselves unlucky not to yep. be there. Yep. Maybe besides Corey Oates, I think he's had a really good year for the Broncos. Yep. But who we've selected there have been they're in form, so why not why yeah, not select yeah, them? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think I agree. I think it's going to be a lot tighter. Looking at the two teams. And it helps that both the Broncos and Cowboys are in form. Yeah. You know, we're not sitting, yeah. you know, 15th, 14th and 12th. Yeah. You know, that helps. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. But then I know Car one. It seems to have taken a lot of people by surprise. I, I know there was a bit of an issue in terms of in the original marketing because his name was floated very early on. And in the original marketing, they had pictures of him, but then he didn't make the cut. Now, obviously, the way the Bulldogs are performing... I don't see that as a shock that he's not in that team. So I've got no problem with him not being there. As you say, we've had sort of two big injuries, Tommy Turbo and Latrell Mitchell, both of who did really well last year. I'd offer the Tommy Turbo, though, I actually think stick a fork in him. I really think he's done. I think people have figured him out now. So I just didn't see him, even if he hadn't been injured, I I don't know, maybe he would have got reputation. Maybe would have, they would have picked him because they think he lifts uh, in those occasions. But honestly, on current form, I just think teams are shutting him down left and right. So I, I don't, can't say about Latrell Mitchell because obviously he's out. But, yeah, okay, well, those two, you can say, yeah, that's that's a cause for concern. But I think the team that we've got is great. I just think Fittler's starting to do a little bit of the – and he does do it. He is a bit of a play people out of position. Yeah. So there's a bit of that going on in New South Wales, and I never like that. I'm not a fan of that in any way, shape or form. If you're a good number five, stay a good number five. Don't go, oh, you're a good number seven, but the guy who's number five is only okay – Jump in there. I'm just I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah. It doesn't work at the Eels, and I don't believe it works elsewhere. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tight. I really do. I I wasn't one of the ones who was upset last year with COVID that it got all the games were in Queensland because um, my mates were all jumping up and down and going, this is unfair, this is unfair, this is unfair. And then, of course, we just stomped you in uh, yeah. Townsville and suddenly they're like, let's do all games in yeah, Queensland that, yeah. forever. Yeah, they were all in favour of it. So I'm liking that it starts in Sydney. That gives us an advantage and it'll be good for us to get off because I always feel if Queensland wins the first game, like the series is over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so for me, if we win that first one, then that's really cool because then it's game on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you've been so dominant for so long. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not confident enough to talk shit. I'm no, not. no. Yeah. I, mm. I, I'm Queensland record in New South Wales is not great. Mm. It isn't. So I think you guys do have a leg up, naturally. And I, I'm one of those Queenslanders who think repay the favour, have all three games in New South Wales this year. To, to me, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I personally wouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah. It's interesting back on the Addo Car one because for so long, Queensland have this loyalty pick and stick. Yeah, right. You know, whereas yeah. I think Fittler's, that's been put into question this, this week. Yeah. Where's the loyalty? Where's the pick and stick? But I think people forget that, we had to be loyal and had to pick and stick because our pool is so much smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like we had the depth that New South Wales currently have. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, the Addo Car one, he was even on a Fox Sports ad the other night yeah, in, wow. in a New South Wales jersey. <laughs> and my wife's like, "What? he's not even in the team. What are yeah. they going to So clearly they just preempted. But you know what might come out of this is players really start to think about taking the big money offers. So Addo Car has left the storm, a yes. winning team, yeah. a good system. He's gone for more money. God bless him. Short shelf life. I've got no drama with him leaving for more money. Yeah. He's gone to a team that are way underperforming. Yeah. And it's cost him a rep jersey. Yeah. So I wonder if people start to go, oh, will this cost me yeah. a, a rep jersey? And I found it really interesting when they asked Fittler, 
why? Why was Addo cut? Because he's an amazing... I actually think it's good that he's not in the side for Queensland. Yeah, okay. For us. Oh, I, I, he's an amazing player. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Question. So I, I'm kind of like, well, that's, Daniel Tupo is also an excellent winger. I think yeah. people forget how yeah. good he is. Yeah. He's been so good for so long, I think people just take it for granted. Yeah, yeah, So Fittler's like, well, because we've got two giant wingers. We've got uh, Xavier Coates on one wing and, and Selwyn Cobbo on the other. Yep. We've got two genuinely big wingers that yeah. they think they're going to bomb to. They're like, well, Addo Carr, not great under the high ball. He'll get out monstered. Brian Totto's, what, about four foot five? Yeah, but you he's know? so good. Oh, mate, so his, good. his runs out of the back are outstanding. Yeah. But the argument he used about yeah, big, yeah, I'm like, size, oh, I, don't, yeah, I don't think yeah. that actually really flies. But I am... I'm actually excited because last year, I, I've got to admit, I went into the se- the series feeling that we were going to get pumped. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't okay. feel very confident going into last year's series just based on where the Queensland teams were, Yeah, okay. you know, yep, yep, yep. Uh, how we were performing, yep. that kind of thing. At now, I've got a, a sense of... Feeling confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mm. I'm not confident about our, us winning in New South Wales next week. Like, yep, yep. I, we've We've got a chance, but... Yeah. Not a, not an amazing one, but I think game two's in Perth. Yep, and game three's back in Queensland. Queensland they're, yeah. they're very winnable for Queensland. I, I agree. So yeah. I really think it's game on. The one thing I'm going to say, and, I, and I'm not trying to be prejudiced because I'm an Eels player, but obviously Junior Paulo is the only person who's up. We know that uh, Mitch Moses is second string if Cleary goes down, and we know that Reed Marnie's second string when Grant goes down. Yeah. Not if. Yeah. I was really shocked to you guys because he is in such killer form. Didn't pick Dylan Brown. You know he's a Kiwi, right? Yeah, but see, he can't play for New South Wales because he's a Kiwi. But oh, but he can play for Queensland. Because you guys have Tongans, Samoans, That's right, yeah. New Zealanders. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, yeah, does it? exactly yeah. right. Biro and T-Dog, the NRL's loose integrity units. Well, mate, now that Trent has his boots were made for walking and he's gone with his golden handshake from the Bulldogs, obviously Madge is the next one whose head is on the chopping block. And it seems that they've called for another internal review. Now, someone who knows the Tigers in and out and uh, whose opinion on rugby league at times I'm you know, a fan of is uh, Blocker Roach. And I remember the first time this review came up, he just made an excellent point. And he said, OK, these people at the top of the club do these reviews, but who reviews them? Like what gets changed inside of the club? They do these reviews and go, we made a decision to appoint Michael Maguire. We found that our decision was sound. You know, they don't actually then become critical of themselves. Yeah. So what you really need is an external, and that's what Tim Sheen was meant to be, but that sort of hasn't really happened. So is this review going to be any different? I don't think so. Mm. I'm going to agree with you, B-Ro, because T- Tim Sheens was a long-standing coach at the West Tigers. Correct. He took them famously to that premiership win. Yep which is almost 20 years ago, 2005, and people are still living off that. I can still remember a deputy at the school I was teaching at standing up and go to the Tigers. And so, yeah, I still remember it in my head from all those years back. So Tim Sheen's last year as West Tigers coach was 2012. Since then, they've had Michael Potter, who is now coaching the Bulldogs, but they had him, followed by Jason Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. Followed by Ivan Cleary. People forget oh, Ivan Cleary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he left there in pretty sour yeah, circumstances wow. to come back. And they've now got Michael Maguire. Yep. So they've had, what, what did I mention, four coaches plus an interim coach, Andrew Webster, was in there for a bit. So essentially they've had five coaches in the space of 10 years. Mm. The board has remained the same the yeah, whole time. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. To, to me... Nothing will change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can I can argue the opposite with the same outcome in that 
Brad Arthur's been the coach of the year since 2014. Yes. So we've had consistency, 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 no premierships. Yes. And the board has remained the same. It just doesn't change, does it? So when you really want to make change at a club, you've got to look at the woodwork, what's in, what's the rot that is in the actual foundation. And unfortunately, if they're the ones doing the investigation, what are they going to come up with? You know the, who the best was at this was the United Nations. And they used to go, if there was a scandal, which there was, there's always been plenty in the United Nations, it's like, we can't comment on this because an under, investigation is underway. And then once the investigation was done, it was like, well, look, there's no point talking about it because the investigation's done. And so they just basically just gloss over ah, everything. Right. Yeah, so I think the same will happen with this review. Well, you look at the Tigers. Uh, well, I think the Tigers need to take a page out of the Broncos' book. Mm. So, mate, Broncos were on the they, – they were on the scrap heap two or three years ago. Yep. Since then, they've got a new CEO. Yep. They've got a list manager, a new coach. They've recruited well, but I think that's come because of those changes that mm. they made. Yeah, okay. So, to me – if one thing has stayed constant, it's having a science background, of course. If you change too many variables, you don't know which one Correct. is the one that yeah, you know yeah. has the yep. real impact. Yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, the one thing has remained constant at the Tigers for the past ten years or eleven years when they last made the finals. Yep. It's the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you change? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think you. Well, I mean, I think you're right about the Broncos, but if they copy them, well, they can't really because I mean, the Broncos. Like, they had that new coach last year, and they weren't doing well. They had that new coach the year yeah, before, yeah. and they weren't doing well. But it wasn't until those two New South Wales players turned <laughs> you got to just get it in there. Get it in there. <laughs> well, mate, we are the Dummy M. We do focus on dumb things in NRL, and we have a ladder, which has all 16 teams. And T-Dog goes away every week, and he watches every game carefully, and he reads all the news reports to figure out which teams have made infractions on the points list, which you can actually see on Facebook at the Drunken Sober Chronicles. And go there, you check out how our point system works. And every week, T-Dog, you do update us. Mate, uh, I believe you said to me before there's a little bit of movement this time. So I'm, I, I always go into this blind, so I'm really excited to hear who's got points and why did they get them. Yeah, okay. So you just started not paying attention because you want to be surprised. Yeah? Yes. So I send yeah, them yeah. to you to obviously upload on our yep, yep, Facebook page. Yep. So I updated these points last night. I went, oh, I think uh, B-Row will be excited by what he hears Okay. Here. So the big off-field incident that took place last week was that uh, Manly, specifically Des Hasler, got fined twenty-five grand for uh, essentially calling the referee's integrity yep, into yep, yep. Uh, spotlight. Yeah, well, yeah. into question, yes. Now, on our dummy end point system, that's a big six-point earner. Six yeah, points. Wow. Yeah, okay. So round 12 has just finished, right? Yeah. Three rounds ago. Back at the end of round nine, Manly were at the bottom of the table yeah. on zero. Yep, yep. They had nothing, nada. Here we are three weeks later and they've jumped all the way to fifth. No way. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So right. they are a big, big mover. Okay. So they are currently fifth Okay. on nine points. All right. Okay. Two points ahead of them are the Bulldogs on 11. Mm-hmm. They're fourth. Yep. In third place, we have the Panthers on 12. Okay. Okay. Get mm-hmm. it pretty tight mm-hmm. there. Then we've got a bit of a gap. So at the end of round 12, we actually had a tie at the top. Yep. We had Dragons and Broncos both on 18. Well, that's changed now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you'll be pleased to know. Or will you? I don't know. Here we go. So sitting in second on 19 points are the Dragons. Mm-hmm. 
So Jordan Rickey and Thomas Flegler both got fined this week for the Broncos. Okay. Earning the Broncos two points, therefore jumping the Dragons and going clear on top by one. So they're sitting on 20 and we're... We're actually at the halfway mark of the season now. Okay, okay. So they are, the Broncos, on 20 points, one point ahead of the Dragons, halfway through the season. Wow. Manly, though, with a bullet. I mean, nine yeah. points. That's incredible. They're, they're basically almost at halfway. Halfway and really, thanks to Jess Hasler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's In awesome. In three weeks. Yeah. So slow start to the season for Manly, but they're picking up pace. So uh, interesting because, obviously... People sort of speculate their season's over now that Turbo's out. No Turbo, no Manly. Correct. Not that that's necessarily true because stats sort of show that they've won more games without him. So it's not, no, no, not a problem. But, yeah, does the club implode and do they climb up the ladder? I don't care because, obviously, I picked the Broncos. Yes. So, yeah, and they're out in front right now. That's Yes. Well, the one to watch for us, I think, is the Tigers. So the Tigers are currently sitting tied last, mm. actually. So the Roosters, Raiders and Tigers are all on two points down the bottom. Mm. But with the Tigers currently having a review, mm, yeah, and yeah. if they come out and give the full support of the board, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know where this is going to go. Yep. So the Tigers, in the next couple of weeks, could potentially be a really big mover in the dummy M competition. So a coach getting fired is 12 points. Yeah. And add that to two, that will be 14 points. Which, if that were the case now, they'd be sitting clear third. No way. Yeah. So oh, from wow. dead last okay. to clear third at the moment. Right. Well, obviously, I mean, in our competition, that's better than being on nine points like they normally end up. Yeah. They, yeah so yeah, maybe yeah. we should speak to the board and let them know and say, hey, if you do this review and you get rid of Madge, you're going to be coming third on the ladder of the dummy M and that might actually speed it up. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next six weeks with Origin because obviously there are only half the teams play. So this weekend's mm. only like a four-round comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have Origin. So it's going to be really interesting to see the players from the clubs that are on buys. Because ah, no yeah, I'm sure yeah, that yeah. they've been given time off, you know, to yeah, rent. So if you're not yeah. playing Origin and you're not playing this week, uh, what are you doing? Idle hands at the devil's workshop. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the next six weeks could potentially be point earners yeah, okay. for, for many of these clubs, potentially. Well, fingers crossed, fingers yes, crossed. Yeah. I have to tell you a funny story about uh, the buy. At school, I often, as I've mentioned before, I often wear my Parramatta jersey. And there's this one boy in year nine. I don't know his name. Like, he's just struck up this conversation with me. He talks to me every day. And I must ask him because he's actually pretty funny. And he just gives me gives me grief about the eels over and over and over. And he said to me the other day, he's like, he's like, oh, sir, 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 do the eels have a bye this week? And I, I had to think about it. I was like, yeah, I think, think we do. And he's like, oh, Oh, yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, it's about time you got two points. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you little prick. <laughs> if you want to try your hand at podcasting, then be sure to check out Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is an easy-to-use podcasting platform that, with the click of a few buttons, gets your podcast on all the big sites like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Buzzsprout is designed so that anyone can create an account, log in, and have an episode out within minutes. The site also has a huge library of video tutorials to help you with every step of the process, from recording, improving your audio quality, how to build an audience, and more. They even have a helpful question and answer section if you ever get stuck where you can read up on tips or speak to an expert online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. If you have an idea for a show, sign up for a free account and give it a go. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links.
Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Rabs Warren actually retired. Now, a lot of people made a big deal about the fact that he retired on 99 Origin games that he's been calling, and he didn't go for the 100th. And he sort of said, I've got nothing to prove, but it could be health-related. We don't know what's behind it all. However, he has retired, which means a spot is open. And we know that this man has been waiting and waiting and waiting for decades to fill the boots. None other than Bob Warren joins us today. Bob, how are you feeling about Rabs' retirement? Oh, turn it up. It's about time the old prick got out of the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been in touch with Rabs since he announced his retirement? Yes, yes. I sent him a card and I said... uh... I hope you've left me a parking space, you old bastard. Yeah, nice. Okay, Okay, well, mate, you are the man to replace him. There's no doubt about that. And have Channel 9 been in touch at all? Oh, yes, uh, they've all talked to me. I mean, you know, they always think that uh, Andrew Voss or one of those morons is going to take over. Obviously, none of them have got half a brain between them. So uh, my my chances are pretty good, I think, with Channel 9 this year. Excellent, excellent. Well, we thought we would speak to you because it's origin time. And we would get you yeah, to yeah. give us your top five predictions on what you think will yeah. happen in State of Origin in 2022. Yeah, well, let's go for the first one. When you break it all down, pound for pound, stat for stat, play for play, we're going to have at least an hour of bullshit before every game from Gus. Good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll 100%. go on and on and and on and on. And meanwhile, we'll all wish the Lord had taken us rather than Andrew Simons. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, we'll take some incoherent babble from Freddie Fittler that'll take someone with Auslan skills to truly translate what the Muppets actually say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very true. Yep. Number three, there'll be some reject from a reality show, get paid 50 grand to sing the national anthem that won't even see more than 500 bucks of coin as the show and music industry have them on a contract. That is yeah, true. Yes. Very true. Yep. Number four. We'll see some drunk not stand for the national anthem and get pushed down five rows of chairs because the other plebs find that sort of behaviour unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. On the plus side, it'll be freezing cold at every game, but that might just grant us pigs at home a chance to see a busty blonde in a tight Queensland jersey with diamond cutter nipples. (laughs) Yeah! Is that when you conveniently get the binoculars out, Bob, at a game? Look, I'm very professional. I have somebody else do it with a camera for me. Well, Bob, before you go, mate, we, of course, want to hear what your actual prediction is for the games themselves. So games one, two and three, mate, what's your call? Look, I think that uh, Queensland will probably take it out this year. And I think uh, they'll also take out a number of charges from the police at the Pato Hotel with the after game celebrations. Okay, yeah, right. All right, all right. Big call, big call. But okay, I hope you are wrong. However, Bob, mate, uh, we wish you all the best in filling in for Rabs Warren. And, mate, uh, all I have to say here is go the Blues. I'm Bob Warren. Don't say I didn't warn (laughs) you. Well, mate, episode 51 done and dusted. And that means that when we record next week, game one of Origin will be over. So one of us will have a new Facebook picture. Now... Who's your most hated player? Because obviously I'm going to have to superimpose your head yeah. onto them. I'll do the same Vice for myself. Yeah. I'll have to look at your side because four or five years ago, hands down, it would have been Paul Gallon. I was about to say, yeah. no, it's going to be Gallon. Yeah. Oh, why can't it be Gallon? Well, can... Don't you want someone current? Well, I want someone that you hate. If you don't hate anyone currently, no, yeah, I might, what's the point of that? I might have to look through your New South Wales side with a fine-tooth comb and, yep. and see because I, I don't know if I hate anyone in the side – 
I respect what they do. I'm really going to have to have a think about this, B-Row. Yeah. yeah I, I, it kind of sucks because I want to hate them. Yeah. I, I like the fact when you had guys like Paul Gallen and Jared Hayne playing. It, it was easy to hate. You had Ricky Stewart yeah. whinging and moaning every yeah, other – you yeah, know, yeah. It, you guys were, were easy to hate. Whereas yeah. at the moment, I look at your side and I go, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. I don't know whether – because I've got a really large head for people that aren't aware, but you know, it's, it's abnormally large. I wonder if it's superposed on like Brian Toto's body would actually look quite funny. <laughs> people think it's a bobble head. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to legitimately have to look at your team and, and uh, yeah, see whose uh, head I'll, I'll have to go on. Yeah, me too. I mean, perhaps hate is too strong of a word because mm. I don't think I hate anybody. In- well, Cameron Smith's got, so there's natural hatred oh, for no, you. I, yeah. But I never, I never really hated Cameron yeah, Smith. Yeah. He's a good player. Because I can compartmentalise. Yeah, right. So I can watch the Eels versus the Panthers and go, it's great that we're winning, it's great that we beat them. Yep. But then also wait for those moments during the game where the Panthers do good stuff and then go, but it's good to see because I know half of this team is in the in yeah. the, the blue side that they're actually performing well. You know, So I can play Manly and go, okay, everyone hates Manly, but Tommy Turbo's in here and yeah. so they're doing well. I actually like that for that reason. You know what's funny though? If Daly Cherry Evans played for New South Wales, he'd be my guy. I just, I can't, I've never been able to warm to him, eh? I, I don't have anything against him, but I can, I don't know, there's something dweeby about him that I guess he's he just seems very like a whiny he's bitch. A bit, like, yeah. it just, to me, everything's just like an issue. Yeah. But he does always stand up for Queensland. You know, he does, yeah, yeah, does yeah. always play well, but I, yeah. I, I, I will. I'm going to have to go away. I'll uh, look through your team. I'll, yep. I'll message you and say, right, this is who I'm going to go. And then yep. next week we can obviously address who, who my body or who my head is on, obviously. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All next right. week. All right, no problem. So let's go for a score. What's, okay. what's your call? Well, I do see New South Wales winning yep. in New South Wales. A lot tighter than I think people are thinking. 22-16, New South Wales. No way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, well, I can't. Honest to God was going to say that. No, really? So I'll yeah, go, okay. I'll go 22-10 okay, yep. in New South Wales. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. okay. That is my prediction. That is your prediction. Yep. And, of course... Yes, we will do some Photoshop magic. We will put it up on the Drunken Sober Chronicles page on Facebook, so make sure that you check that out. And always there's lots of memes there that you can check out. And do when you're on Spotify or Google Podcasts, all of the podcasting platforms, make sure you give us a subscribe here on the Dummy M. And we will catch you post-Origin, and one of us will be happy and the other one will be sad. So it would be terrible if it was a draw. What do we do then? I, I say we go both. We both have to. I, I don't think they're allowed to play draws. Not, but no. What if it got to like an hour after <laughs> and no one could score? Like surely they'd call it off. Did you ever watch that? Uh, was it called A Week in Hell? The um, Lonely no, no, Island? No, no, Seven Days of seven, Hell. Yeah, seven Days it, in Hell. The, yeah, yeah. The, the Lonely Island guys yeah, doing that. And yeah. uh, Although it was actually really. I enjoyed clever. it. It wasn't their best stuff. No. But I actually quite enjoyed it. And yeah. you can imagine if that legitimately happened in the game of. Rugby league, like you know, we, they play eighty tough minutes. They go to the golden point, and if there's no winner at the end of that, what do they do? Yeah. You know, you imagine them going another ten or twenty, and just yeah. be like, oh, is this ever going to end? Because yeah. kickoffs late enough as it is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I, mean, I, could, I don't know, sitting there at ten thirty, watch it, but it it would it would be exciting. Like, yeah. I, I genuinely think that it would genuinely be exciting if that yeah. were the case. Yeah. It'd be one for the the record books. There was a case in France. Just to quickly end on this that there was a grand final where, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, and there was a massive all-in brawl. And so the game was level. And so the you know judiciary or whoever, the regulatory board, in their infinite wisdom went, right, we're going to pass this legislation that if this happens again, it's the team in front who is declared the winner. 
right? So naturally, next year, humans being humans, kick off, they run, make five tackles, get up, field goal, they get the field goal and they start knuckling Punching on. on, yeah. And they started punching on. It's like, how could you not see that coming? That, it's but, so obvious, yeah. But it would be great if we saw that in Origin, that's for sure. So. Oh, you know, I, I do miss a good blow-up. Oh, like, will yeah. there be a streaker? Will there be a streaker? I'm going to say yes. Where's it in Sydney? Sydney. Bank on it. Yeah. Bank on it. Yeah, I, I, I love the fact post-COVID that the streakers have returned to their natural habitat. I'm yeah. loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah, there'll be some jabroni that'll run on. I just hope it's not at an inopportune time. Most famously, when that you remember the fat guy that ran yeah, on yeah. the Origin several years ago. Now, yeah, I just hope that it's not at an inopportune time, yeah, like yeah. a scoring opportunity for either side. Yep. No, let's face it. I'd love it when if New South Wales <laughs> were five meters out and <laughs> some jabroni runs on. And yeah. well, we're both very excited about it, and we will update you on everything Origin next week on episode fifty-two. So you take care of yourselves, and T Dog, as you always say, have a beer with your dad for me. Take care. The Dummy M. Find us on Facebook at The Drunken Sober Chronicles.